Hello, and thanks for coming along to And We Have an Office Dog, the digital agency podcast where we talk to agency owner directors and learn more about what makes them tick. From the things that make them similar to the things they'd rather have known sooner, where they've had success, and where they've learned some hard lessons. All will be revealed with your host, Chris Simmons, the agency coach, and he'll be talking to a different awesome agency person in each episode, asking them four questions and seeing where the conversation takes us over the next 25 minutes. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, voiceover guy. And on the podcast today, we've got Charlie from Proof Content. Hi, Charlie. Hi, thanks so much for having me. And thank you very much for coming along. So first and foremost, every single podcast, everyone who's a guest gets to give us a plug about what they do and why they're so good, just in case of customers listening or potential member of staff in the future is listening. So go ahead. What does Proof Content do? Um, proof Content, well, as as we say, we do content. So we're a content strategy and copywriting agency. Um, there's a few of us in-house, just a small team. Then we have a, a network of 150 freelance writers and an AI bot. <laughs> yeah, 150. 150. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's a logistical, logistical nightmare, I bet. It is, but it means we can create content in lots of different industries. Um, yeah. And it also means we can do really big website rewrite projects. So yeah. um, a couple of months ago, we did 2,000 pages in a month. Ooh. So yeah <laughs> okay i mean you, just for those of you who uh, are listening to this obviously um, i'm recording this i can see charlie right now she doesn't have any gray hair so she's clearly got the systems <laughs> and processes just right <laughs> or i'm really good at dyeing it oh i mean i wouldn't have assumed <laughs> so so how long have you been running the agency um about nine years right so quite uh, nine nine years 150 freelancers and and an ai bot you mentioned so what's the and an ai bot what is is the AI bot just keeping everyone going like virtual pats on the back or is it a writer as well <laughs> uh it's a writer and a researcher as well so it's based on uh GPT-3 which is the oh, open yes. AI technology um and we sort of I guess train it um for each client um it's we haven't been able to make it work as well as a writer yet um mm. but I think it's good it's it's good it does help us create better content I think and that's the main thing I've had a play with with that tech um, a few times just to see how how good it is, and I think it's really good. It gives because if you're if you want it to do the legwork of researching stuff and then someone else rewrites it, that's certainly great. I think over time, like you say, it, it will it will learn it will learn the right way of doing things. But yeah, amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So aside from creating the next generation of robots that's going to kill us all, uh, <laughs> what do you think has been one of the greatest successes over the last nine years of running the agency? You know, I was thinking about this and I, I actually think it might be surviving the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think I think in both physical and, and metaphorical terms you mean that as well. Um so so what 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 do you think what makes that the 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 biggest of the su successes? Is it just simply being around still or is it is it something else there? So we eighty percent of our clients were in travel um in March twenty twenty. So <laughs> gasp. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think um, the fact that we've, you know, all pulled together so well to kind of just completely um, change the way we work. And now we work with, well, we still do some travel stuff. We do e-commerce and we do sales and energy, uh, sales, sorry, tech and energy um, mm. content as well. 
so just being able to like you know everyone pulling together to get us to this place now where we're back up to where we were before we're you know we're growing ridiculously this year um and it just feels like finally we're back on track well, congratulations on survival, uh, especially um, <laughs> given given uh, given the, the the sector that you had lots of work in. I think I think um, it was a bit of a, a bit of a strange time a, a, a few years ago, wasn't it? When overnight everything changed. It wasn't like when something's coming and everyone gets a bit of a build up, a bit like you know. Uh, so not to bring Brexit into this as a conversation where we have any political talk, but. Brexit, everyone kind of, once the vote had happened, everyone knew something was going to happen and people could work towards it or build up around it or do something to it. Um, uh, the actual direction it was travelling is out of everyone's hands, but at least we knew it was coming over a longish span of time. Whereas the pandemic was a week, I think, between it's getting bad and we're all now locked in our homes and also airports are shot. You know, yeah. it, it, so in order to 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 do batten down the hatches, that that's one task. But I guess with clients in an industry that's that was suffering, I suppose that was really tough for 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 you because you've got to have empathy at the same time as 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 you know keeping your business safe. Exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah. And you've just you've got to watch. You know, the reason 80% of our clients were in travel is just because my networks are really good in travel. And, mm. you know, I kind of knew that we should diversify a bit. But what are you going to do if people keep asking you to do work for them? Not um, say no. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. And I think you just see all of these friends and business owners just and you think, well, at least an agency can kind of pivot. But, mm. you know, a, a holiday company, there's nothing they can do. Yeah, it's just hard, hard going. I guess I guess the 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 core thing is you you managed to get through it and you're now growing again, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I and I suppose um, the uh, with 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 the with the ability of an agency to pivot relatively quickly, and also given that you have uh, a lot of freelancers in, they can pivot their you can pivot their briefs quite quickly, which is yeah. which is quite good. And obviously, it takes a minute to diversify technically because you change your mind, and then it's a case of doing the sales and everything afterwards um so so that's good so so 80 percent were travel now is it is the split a little bit more even or is there a a a, a bigger gap yeah i'd say we're now only about five percent travel just because it's taking a little while um to come back um mm. and there's also you know there's been so many people on furlough that are kind of being put to work now so um yeah. i think travel will just take a little while to get back to us um but yeah, we're probably about 40% e-commerce and then kind of, I'd say 55% is kind of tech and uh, energy. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Energy's having a bit of a bit of a boom at the minute as well. It is. Yeah. It really is. And also a bit of a rubbish time as well. So we'll mm. see. Yeah. Um, so if you could go back roughly-ish nine years, uh, you've, you've turned your, your GPT-3 robot into a time machine. You've gone back in time nine years and you can give yourself one piece of advice. What would it be? Uh, I think it would be ask for help more. So mm -hmm. don't try I think at, when I first started my business, it took me ages to realize that it, you don't need to know how to do everything mm -hmm. just because you're the business owner. You need to know how to do all the content stuff, but you don't need to know how to run a business. Every It's everybody's first time running a business, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, and the, and I think definitely in the last two years, that's really picked up. So I've got a mentor 
um, we work with some consultants. Um, I'm getting a, an NED. It's just, you know, lots yeah. of lots and lots of people, amazing people around me who have given me really useful advice. Um, it, it's, it's, it's like you say, it, everyone's first time is their first time. And if you, you, you know, the only way that you could go into running a business is if you had done business studies of some sort uh, and got your, all your qualifications in how businesses work only to find that on day one it's not quite the same as that <laughs> yeah. uh, and you also don't know how to do anything else apart from run businesses and um, so it, it's hard though isn't it that 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 mindset change uh, when you realize actually I don't have to be stressing out over this thing that isn't isn't my skill set um, there is someone who I can either hire or buy that can do that um, and yeah. I think that's that's quite a it's quite a mind shift isn't it yeah it really is and I think it's yeah it's so easy to feel like you need to have all the answers but it's mm. so easy to find people who know the answers and can help you yeah and 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 you say you've got a mentor I think mentoring is 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 hugely valuable because that's just that that helps equip your mind for other decision making later and then having lots and lots of other supporting uh, roles as you know uh, NED and things like that and NED is great for building accountability you know realistically not not to disparage any NEDs it's it's a very good role um but their job is to hold people to account and sit in board meetings and make sure that that what people say is going to get done either gets done or gets modified and and it's a role that as the business owner it feels like you should be doing that all the time but it's really hard to do that because you've got another million things pulling you in different directions yeah exactly I think also for me my NED so I was speaking to a really uh successful agency owner and he my god I think he started his agency and like two years later they were at three million so I was like how have you done it and he said well you know it's just my networks like I'm older I've got these really good existing networks mm. um and so he said why don't you hire why don't you talk to someone with a good network who has not got their own business that they need it for and then you know you can help each other out because he can monetize his network I guess and you can get really good useful introductions so yeah that's what I've actually hired an NED for and my mentor actually is the one that keeps me accountable and um oh right he, so it's a good good way of doing it yeah exactly I think that's the thing everybody probably has different labels for you know like coach mm. mentor consultant yeah <laughs> NED they're all kind of and it's just you know the role that works for your business I guess at that time Absolutely. Uh, and you've got to, it has to work for you as much as it has to work for the business because you have to, um, I don't I don't know about you, but there was a big watershed moment for me when I was running an agency that was, uh, it was kind of like, I need to get out of my own way and I can't get yeah. out of my own way without having support to help with that sort of stuff. And that's when you, you know, you pick the things you need and you cherry pick which bits you think will help. And then you broaden that over time. And, you know, you've got someone now who's got the the title of NED but actually in a sense that you know they're there to have that role but also open a network up for you and then you've got uh, um, a mentor who who's who's helping through lots of accountability based stuff because you need that and you've decided that that's what you need right there and then yeah exactly and then they both give you know really practical advice on how to grow the business and how to do different things as well mm. so I think yeah it's just about kind of building that support network around you I guess and and however exactly. that looks for your each business <laughs> exactly each business is totally different and you know if you've got businesses where um for, for example if if you had 150 staff instead of 150 freelancers you would have a totally different 
approach to which med, whether whether it was mentorship, coaching, NED, uh, mastermind groups, things like that, it would be a totally different thing because it has to fit what you're doing and the direction you're traveling every single time. Yeah, exactly. So your advice going back in time would be to 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 get more people in to advise you and help you that you needed. Yes. Yeah. And also, you know, read books, um, go to webinars and things um, and actually implement that knowledge as well. Go on awesome podcasts, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what, if you if if you were, if you went back in time and uh, older you or now you sorry gave that advice to younger you would would younger you have listened to that or I think so. Uh, well, I guess it's difficult, isn't it? Because I think if I came back from the future, I'd probably recognise myself and think, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it depends on the delivery of the yeah. advice. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I think you have to take time to learn these things and. Yeah it's easy to think oh I wish like my head of content is amazing and I always think I wish I'd hired her earlier but actually you have to just trust that this is the right time now and there's no point in kind of looking back and having regrets you just have to get on with the tools you have now absolutely absolutely so then I guess that kind of brings me on to um a question around if if there was something that you've done over the years that you kind of either wish you'd done differently or something that's that that you've learned either not the necessarily the hard way by a mistake but you've learned and you thought you know what I'm going to follow this way or I'm not going to do it like that and that's kind of set you up for this success that you're having now um I think I would have just hired earlier that's I think that was my biggest mistake is not hiring um as soon as I possibly could I think that's the most important thing because otherwise you're prospecting and then you've got all these leads coming in then you're delivering and then you're prospecting again and you've never got time to kind of catch up Right. Yeah. So, so actually hiring people who are um, capable, as it were, to uh, of, of of delivering on the growth that you're bringing in, uh, versus yeah, exactly. keeping on doing it all. I think there's a there's a um, a point in time when you start when you suddenly just realise, oh my god, if I, I I want to sell more because my job is to sell and make money for the business, but if I take this one more client on. I think I might go mad. I think I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna run out of time. I can't work Monday to Sunday every single day of the week. I can't do I can't, just can't do that. Um, and that yeah. So hiring hiring sooner was would would be yeah. something. So you, you kind of yeah. I, I I think I think at a certain point in time, every every agency owner has had that 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 sort of uh, moment in time where you've kind of gone. I can't take any more work on unless I have someone in. But if I have someone in. I'm having to spend and if I spend what if the whole thing goes under oh my god I'm really scared I better just hire anyway because it's going to go under if I fall apart there's all these things going on around you and you exactly yeah. so so hiring sooner is a, is, a, is a big one and I think it, 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 in a way that's that's great now from your perspective because you've got all you've got that perspective and you're also hiring when you need it but um I don't know if you're hiring at the minute but the 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 jobs market in digital marketing is just ridiculous at the moment in terms of trying to find the right people whilst also trying to sort of balance against what you need as a business and there's just so many people out there hiring for if you look on jobs boards and things the exact same roles hundreds and hundreds of the exact same roles just in London or, or in another you know out around the country um how do you typically sort of decide whether someone's the right fit for you um so I think yeah, it's interesting you say that. We have not had a problem with hiring people. I haven't been hiring an account manager or anything 
just copywriters. So I think maybe it's just a different market. Mm. But I think having a job ad that's friendly and stands out, having something about your business that stands out, like, for example, we are actually fully flexible. So if you want to work at two in the morning, you can work at two in the morning, for example. Um, you know, that kind of thing has really helped us find people. And I actually did a post today that, you know, women will only apply for a job generally if they fit 100% of the skills needed, whereas men, it's about 60%. They'll just go so? for it. So just having the core skills that you need on that job spec and then maybe saying this is something you'll learn later if you want to add something else in as well. I think that's very helpful because it opens up to a much more diverse range of candidates, um, yeah. which is very good. But generally, I guess what I look for is, at the moment, I obviously need someone who's a brilliant writer, but that's not kind of all we need. We also need someone who kind of fits in with the team. So our three kind of core values are, one, um, kindness. I think it sounds a bit trite, but I think I just don't, I've heard so many stories from applicants that, you know, that it's there's they're going into work and they don't want to go in because there's a kind of cliquey atmosphere and I yeah. I don't want that in our team. Um, the second one is initiative. I am not the most organised person in the world, um, and I really don't want to be involved in what people are doing day to day. I want to help them and train them, and I want them to come to me if they have a problem. But I don't. Yeah, I don't want to be yeah. you know checking in on them all the time, and I don't want to have to answer the same question mm. lots of time. So initiative is really important. And then efficiency as well. I think there's so many writers that don't understand the commercial element of writing. Yeah. And I think that we try to help people understand that a bit more. You know, clients are paying us to do this work. Mm. And yes, it could be the greatest masterpiece if we spent a month doing it. But that's not in the client's budget. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I guess, I guess if you if you're fully flexible, does that does that work in the sense that um you need these things done by Wednesday. And if you get them done in an hour, that's fine. Or if you get them done by Wednesday, that's fine. And they could just work as and when. How's that? Is that yeah, what you mean? I think in-house it's more difficult because you are paying people because your only measure of productivity is time. Mm. So if something's taking the team an hour and we've charged the client sort of something that we would charge that, you know, the amount we would charge for something that takes a day, for example, mm then we're overcharging the client and I don't want that. So they do need to spend the amount of time that we need, but it's just when they when they work that time is, is fine, is up to that's, them. That's great. I, I, I didn't know that um, uh, in uh, that, that bit of information about how men and women um, sort of buy a job role, as it were. Um, that's, that's really interesting to me. Obviously, it's, it, it's not a perspective I would necessarily have had for obvious reasons, um, but it's also a perspective that, that I think is quite important for for other agency owner leaders to, to 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 have, especially men, because I think there's there's still a bit of a gap there in terms of um, the num the you know the the the, um, the number of men and women in agency roles, um, and things like that might make a big difference in terms it just just at the early early stages because if that if that does follow across you know other areas of the industry and things like that, um, there's there's lots and lots of very talented women in digital marketing who potentially aren't applying for roles because they are worried they're not going to meet the meet the aims of the, the role or won't necessarily be 100% on the day. Whereas it sounds like it not in a contrite way, men kind of sign up and wing it um, a little <laughs> yeah. bit more, which me, uh, from my perspective, I, I would have probably just signed up and 
and try to wing it. And um, so that makes makes a lot of sense. But I wonder whether whether um, that's sort that sort of thing is something that um, a lot of agency leaders ought to be aware of a bit more, I guess. Yeah, I think so. And it's very frustrating, isn't it, in marketing? Because when you first start and join the industry, you're with a lot of other women. And then by the time you get to an agency owner, you, you're few and far between. Yeah. So, yeah. I suspect like most things, an equilibrium of some sort will be reached. Um, but who's to tell? I, I do think that things like that, uh, that you said about the, you know, the um, from a statistical point of view, make an awful lot of sense. And having awareness of these things will probably make a big difference. And I think, you know, there's there's something to be said for fundamentally, in a sense, men and women uh, think differently in, in many senses. And that's where maybe um, uh, 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 a male agency leader writes a writes a job spec and doesn't necessarily consider anything other than it needs to have these things and here's the total rational block of text that it needs to have and doesn't consider there's a human being that needs to read this and they need to actually want to buy into applying for this job. <laughs> yeah and if you if you've never experienced that yourself kind of you know not applying because you think there's too many things skills you need mm. then why would you think that other people yeah. don't think like you it's it's uh, yeah, it's just important to read around and learn exactly. about these things. Yeah, no, I, I, that's great information. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember that one. Um, so, if there's a, an aspiring agency leader um, listening to the podcast at the minute, or someone who's just literally started running their agency, is there one piece of advice that you would give them that that you think would really be helpful? I think it's just it's all about people. It's not about you. It's about the people you have around you. So, mm. build yourself a board of advisors even if it's even if you can't afford to pay anyone right now you mm. know tell them you'll look after them when you do well um or you know find trusted friends and family who you are good at you, you can bounce ideas off um the same with hiring you know you need to just hire as soon as you yeah. can um and do then the i guess thing. the other side of people is that it's about your mindset as well so like you're the only person that can make or break this um and it's very easy to lose momentum. So you need to work out what that, works best for you. That's an interesting. Um, it's almost it's 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 almost like a cognitive dissonance there. It's not all about you because of the people you need, <laughs> but it is entirely about you because if you don't do it right, those people will will be looking for other jobs elsewhere. So there's a balance yeah. between the two, but there's you have to split your mind into two places. One being the leader, and allowing people to 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 be themselves. And the other one, continuing to be the leader and making decisions which will impact those people. Yeah, so, exactly. So yeah, ab absolutely. I think uh, um, it, it, agencies are people businesses. They're, they're fundamentally work how all businesses work. Money goes in, clients go in, money comes out, things <laughs> go out. But realistically, it's the people that make an agency great. And I think if you get the right hiring process and you know, from the sounds of your, your values and things, it means that it makes it a lot um easier in the larger scale of things to to have the right people um yeah. and uh and and that um kind of i think it's a i haven't heard anyone else being fully flexible so that's a decent sort of usp in terms of wanting to work for an agency like that where you you know you can and um, you, you can live in the way that you choose whilst also doing great work for good people it's really important yeah I think the other thing to remember as an agency owner is that essentially you can boil everything down to four jobs, which is find great clients, keep them, find great people, keep them. Those are basically your four jobs. So I think if you can just try and work on those a little bit every day, that's a good way to start. 
Absolutely. I mean, that that sorry to say that your original piece of advice was terrible, but this was the best <laughs> bit. You have four jobs. That's absolutely. Yeah. Um, and if you, uh, all of the little bits that that filter through are either one of those four jobs or a product of those four jobs being done well. Yeah, exactly. excellent. Excellent advice to end the episode on. Thank you very much for joining us, Charlie. That's been fantastic to talk to you. Thank you. That was brilliant. And in our next podcast, we'll have a different agency leader talking about their journey and the things they've learned along the way. So thanks very much for listening and speak to you soon. <laughs>